This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to the Sticks and Stacks podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host, bringing you the best in baseball and hockey action. Of course, it is baseball season. We're right in the thick of it. And that means we bring in our baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. How are you doing today, Jen? I'm doing great, Sean. Looking forward to the weekend. Do you have any good plans coming up? Uh, no, besides helping somebody move. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, God. Good, you good are a really good friend. You are a really good friend. I'll have to remember that. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, it does require a couple of adult beverages as payment, to be sure. But, uh, you know, that's uh, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. It's a, it's adulting for you, right? That is adulting. That is hardcore <laughs> adulting. I realized I was adulting last year when I had a, you know, a Dyson vacuum cleaner on my Christmas wish list. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, there does reach a point where that happens, right? And you're like, hmm. Then you yeah. look at it. What am I doing? But And then the worst part is if you got it, you were happy about it. Oh, it's thrilled. Have you ever used one of them? They're fantastic. I, I recommend them. Highly are. recommend. I actually, there you go. Weird, weird product placement, but I have one too. And I, I totally agree. It's actually kind of amazing. Life-changing. So, yep. My name, again, like I said, my name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like. S-D-R-O-T-A-R. You can follow Jen at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. And we're going to start our tour through the major leagues on a Friday in Miami, where the Padres take on the Marlins, so I'll admit, I was a little confused. Like, why are we looking at this? I mean, this is Padres all day, right? But you're going to tell me otherwise. I am going to tell you otherwise. I like the home dogs tonight. I'm taking the Marlins at plus 140. Um, Got a lot of reasons why. I want to say, remember last week, the Mariners were home dogs at plus 145, and that one worked out well for us. So I'm kind of sticking with that theme. The Marlins are starting uh, Zach Thompson tonight. He has an ERA of under two for the season. Now I know he's more of a reliever, a converted starter, but I do have some confidence in him at home. Marlins Park is a pitcher's ballpark and the Marlins are 500 at home. But mostly this is about the fact that Joe Musgrove has been incredibly hittable lately. Over his last four starts, he has a 7.36 ERA. He's had four straight starts where he hasn't gotten past the fifth inning. So it's very concerning. And he's a long way from the, you know, no hitter he pitched at the beginning of the season. I think he could be one of the people that's been affected by the new spider attack crackdown. But also Joe Musgrove has been this way throughout his year. He's been very sharp and then kind of gotten off track. So I'm basically betting on the fact that Joe Musgrove is going to get hit. So I'm taking the Marlins at home as home dogs at plus 140. And I have a couple DFS plays I like from this game, too. You're going to get value on these Marlins. I like Jesus Aguilar at 2,800 in six at-bats versus Joe Musgrove. He's batting 500 with two home runs. It's a very small sample size. But again, like I said, Joe Musgrove has seemed to be hittable lately. And then I also like Adam Duvall because Duvall is having just simply a career season. He's slugging 516 with 16 home runs and all five of his stolen bases, did you realize Adam Duvall ran, have come off righties. So I like those both plays on FanDuel, Aguilar 2800, Duvall 3000. You plug those in, you have a lot more value and perhaps you do want to take a Padre. Of course, Tatis, Cronenworth, they're always in play. They've been so hot lately, but I think that Miami is going to sneak this one in. 
Yeah, Tatis actually in his last 15 at-bats only has three hits. So he actually, even though he's having a great year, obviously he's been phenomenal. and There's no reason to think he can't light it up on any given night. The last couple games, just a little bit off. And like you mentioned, it's a, definitely a pitcher's park in Miami. I'm a little, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, I'm still a little surprised just taking the home dog straight up uh, on on the line. I I can't necessarily do that, but I do kind of like the idea of of taking the Padres and the under because I'm with you. I think this park does not give up a lot of runs. I think there's a chance that Musgrove might have a pretty good game, as you've pointed out. He has been up and down, and his ERA on the year is still a very solid 3.14. Thompson, to me, is is interesting because in the, the 28 innings he's pitched, he has looked really good. But I'm not entirely sold with any pitcher that's 28 innings into the season. So uh, we'll see. But there, there's that's the beauty. We do it this way. Hey, one of us is going to be right. That's right. One of us <laughs> is going to be right. I like the plus money. Yeah, and that make that does make a lot of sense. And I, I do have to kind of combine a little bit to make sure I can get in there uh, as well. And this this is where you find those kind of options at times. So that one is interesting. The Padres and Marlins tonight now will go from the East Coast to the middle of the nation where the Battle of Texas occurs again. Now, that is the Rangers visiting the Astros. Uh, neither of the pitchers in this game particularly notable. Colby Allard at 2-7. and seven, Jake Odorizzi at 3-5. and five. The guy's ERA is almost identical, 4.06 to 4.09. The difference is Odorizzi either pitches a shutout or gives up a whole lot of runs. So he gave up a whole lot of runs in his last outing, so I think he's due for a shutout. Now, the funny thing about Houston is they play better on teams that are 500 or better. Uh, they're better versus better teams. But if you look at the difference, Houston is in first place with the run differential of plus 145. Rangers are in last with the run differential of minus 103. So I think, you know, we're probably taking Houston here. Uh, not a lot of value, but minus 225 on the money line. Um, you know, Allard is has got a 5.94 ERA in the month of July. I think Houston Yuck. is going to hit him. They have the best batting average in the league versus lefties. So my play for this game is going to be Jose Altuve for over one and a half total bases at plus 100. He's batting 308 with five homers and three stolen bases versus Southpaws. Plus, he's really hot right now. He's had three homers in his last two games. So I like him for that uh, prop bet. I also like him for 4,000 over on FanDuel. And also on FanDuel, I like Yuli Gurriel at 2,700, who's batting 313 with a 588 slug. And six of his 10 bombs have come off lefties. And I like Kyle Tucker, who's 3,600, still very reasonable. He has the most home runs of the Astros off left-handed pitching. So that's where I'm going with this Houston game. Not a lot of money to be made on it. If you take Houston on the money line, you certainly could take the Rangers. And if you feel gutsy, it's as I said, Houston doesn't play so well versus teams under 500 for some reason. They let down their guard and Odorizzi is not reliable. He's either going to be fantastic or he's going to absolutely stink. So um, I'm going to bet on the Astros. They are my home team and I think they are the better team. Yeah, I do, too. If you are feeling bold enough to go on the Rangers, you might as well uh, go ahead and throw a little bit on Joey Gallo. Maybe they hit a home run or maybe in an over-under on certain bases, because if they do win, they're going to need Gallo to produce. On the other side, one of the guys that I'm going to fade, both DFS and in any actual player props as well, is Jordan Alvarez. Now, he's having a good year, obviously, the 17 home runs uh, and 60 RBIs are right up there among the team leaders. But he has been ice cold of late since the 10th. 
He has three base hits and one walk. <laughs> That's it. So he is not getting on base in any way, shape, or form right now. I know this is a reasonably good matchup, but when the guy's been that cold, uh, I am laying off. That's not something I'm going to touch. Interesting. I actually feel like he's due. He had one yeah. two-run two home run a couple days ago, but again, I didn't put him in any of my DFS lineups, um, but I thought about it. I thought about if I'm playing a GPP, this guy has so much power, and if, if the Astros are hitting as they do have good batting average and he's in the right cleanup position, then it could be a big night. So in a contrarian lineup, if you're in a big tournament, I kind of like Jordan Alvarez, but you're right as far as like a player prop, I wouldn't go there. All right. Well, we have another matchup to look at, and we'll wrap it all up in just a couple moments. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks of the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Grotar. Jen Piacenti with me. You can follow us on Twitter if you'd like at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. And Jen Piacenti, that's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. We wrap up our tour. We've gone from the East Coast. We've gone to Texas. Now we're going out West. The A's and the Mariners. These teams are more closely matched than you might think. Mm-hmm. Oakland at 56 and 42. Seattle, if you haven't been paying attention, 51 and 46, dragging themselves into contention. That's right. They do appear closer um, when you look at Oakland in second place with a 571 win percentage and Seattle in third place with a 526 win percentage. But the run differential really tells the story. Oakland has a plus 42. Seattle has a minus 55. I am going to take Oakland tonight because Montas has been sharp lately and Seattle strikes out a lot. They still have the second highest strikeout rate in the league and they're batting only 216 for the month of July. Kikuchi, on the other hand, has been hard hit ever since the crackdown. He's given up 12 earned runs across his last two starts. Both bullpens are strong. I'm a little nervous to take the over under. It's seven and a half. I lean over, um, but I'm kind of staying away from that. I'm just taking Oakland to win on the money line, minus 115. And I'm going to be a little, you know, negative about Kikuchi here and say he's going to give up over two and a half earned runs because it's plus money at plus 135. DFS-wise, I do like Montas on the bump. Safeco is a pitcher-friendly park. He strikes men out at a rate of nearly 10 per nine innings. He's gone six or more innings in six of his last seven starts. And he's very reasonably priced compared to someone like Giolito Cole uh, at 8,600. And I'm also going to use Marcana 3,100. He's riding a five-game hit streak. And in 12 at-bats versus Kikuchi, he's got two home runs. And he's slugging 833. And, of course, Matt Olson, who's been right. absolutely fantastic this year, batting 302 with 13 home runs versus lefties. And he's 3,900. So those are my plays from the Oakland-Seattle game. I do think Oakland takes this one home behind a strong performance from Frankie Montas. Again, Montas also the kind of pitcher that could blow up. But I think uh, – I think here in this pitcher's ballpark, it's it's probably going to be a good game for Montas. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And actually, I feel comfortable, even in a pitcher's park, taking that over tonight for exactly the reason you talked about. Kikuchi's numbers have really changed rather dramatically, which indicates that the spin rate issue and, and the surf, these, uh, the tacky surfaces that mm-hmm. baseball has cracked down on clearly have affected him. I mean, there's no question that's been something of the case. And, and the, look, the, the A's have been hot. The A's have been hitting. Uh, they won last night, and, and like you talked about with Matt Olson, in the last three games, the three-game winning streak that Oakland is on, uh, four hits, two of them home runs. He's got five or four RBI in just the last three games. He also has two walks to only one strikeout. So he is about as hot as hot can get, and you can believe in it 
because he's been doing it all season long. So all of that's uh, pretty exciting to see that the opportunity's there. But I, I kind of like the over in that one. I feel like uh, the pitching matchup allows an opportunity for these guys to uh, to get hit a little bit uh, tonight, just enough to maybe squeak over uh, that seven and a half. So let's Absolutely. Take a, yeah, I, I feel like that one's an okay bet, but I, I'm with you on an, Oakland. Yeah, it's just kind of like a run line that I'm kind of like, oh, it feels just right. And that makes it. It does. Hey, they, they don't build yeah. all those casinos in Vegas That's by right. giving money away, you know. Absolutely right. <laughs> so, as we uh, to go ahead and, and, and wrap up here, let's take a look at uh, what uh, – just take one of those bets you love and one player you love. Let's do it from each of these games, the Padres and the Marlins. Okay, Padres and the Marlins. I just straight up like the Marlins to win this at plus 145. I like the plus money. All right. Wow, that's uh, I'm, I'm still not <laughs> sure on that. But you know what? <laughs> Go look at our records. You you know better than I do. So uh, that's that's one of the things. If we disagree, take Jen. That's generally the rule of thumb. The <laughs> Rangers are also at the Astros. I'm going to take Jose Altuve for over one and a half total bases at plus 100. And I will take the, the Astros to win. All right. Well, I definitely agree on the Astros to win for sure in that one. The Rangers obviously having a pretty awful season. Well, the pretty even matchup turns out Oakland and Seattle. We just talked about who's the one player you like in this one. Uh, The one player I like the most is probably Frankie Montas. I'm feeling he could have a really good game tonight, and I am going to take Oakland to win on the money line. All right. Before we check out, though, we have to point out, look, we, we haven't had this in a while, a new name in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the former Cleveland Indians, of course, are the current Cleveland Indians. Next year will be known as the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, it, for those of you who aren't familiar out there in Cleveland, which, by the way, underrated city if you've never been. Agreed. but Yeah, but Cleveland has statues all over the, the city. They're these large sort of stone obelisk type statues, and they have kind of an Art Deco vibe uh, of, of people, and they're called the Guardians. They're all over the town. So it, it's a name that makes some sense in Cleveland, but outside of Cleveland, it probably doesn't mean anything. It probably doesn't mean anything, and unfortunately, I don't love their new logo design. Uh, I was hoping they would come up with something fresher, but hey, it is what it is. I think we were all rooting for the spiders or for various other things that, you know, other ideas I had, of course. The Guardians, it does make sense for the city. Um, you know, we wish them luck. We wish them luck going forward, and uh, maybe it's a, it's a good luck change. Yeah, and obviously the name is, is an improvement. Obviously, we're seeing that all around sports, and uh, it's good to see at least evolve. And uh, whatever name it is, look, still the same team, kept the same colors, and uh, I'm Cleveland fans, so I'm sure we'll love them just the same. This has been a lot of fun. We'll be back with you next week. Of course, like I said, you can follow Jen on Twitter, Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. We'll catch you next week on Sticks and Stacks, the Sawdust Podcast Network.